You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is. Boy, Phoebe. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, You've been holding on on this? On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddy Brando. Training camp kicked off today. We are very excited. It's finally football season. Kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? It felt like we were in like the dead of summer and all of a sudden training camp started. I mean, this is this is the dog days of summer. It's July. It's 92 degrees out. It's pr- It might be less in Rochester. I don't know. But this is what everybody's waiting for. I'm sure St. John Fisher was packed. I know my sister said she had four phones pulled up to try to get tickets for training camp. And she's taken my niece there to see her first training camp. Hopefully Josh like cute babies. But yeah, it's midsummer. We've been waiting for it. And I don't know. It feels a little different this year. I think there's just not as much hype. I think the hype train hit its peak of all time peaks last year, this time of year, coming off of 13 seconds, signing Von Miller, yada, yada, yada. It's like nobody could stop us. It's just electric. The feeling you could feel it. You know, when Pat and I went to camp last year, you could feel it. And as soon as you crossed over in the thruway where it says, welcome to Rochester, you know, it's, it's nuts. But I think this year it's more of a, you know, we're here now. Let's take it a day at a time. You know, we had the Naheem Hines injury. Crazy freak accident. That sounds incredibly painful. Um, yeah. I mean, so much has happened since we last talked, including yeah. that. He's now on the NFI list. I think Brandon Bean said that today when he was on One Bills Live. So he's still under contract. There was a lot of debate about what could happen with him. Like, would they cut him to save money on the cap? What are some like cap gymnastics they could do with that? I'm not sure the the details of the NFI list, but that's the non-football injury list. So yeah. the way Brandon Bean explained it, he's basically on injured reserve for the year, at least for now. So he's still under contract, but obviously not going to be with the team this year. Um, yeah, that, that sucks. Because I mean, if I'm a general manager and I'm paying millions of dollars to a player, I'm going to put it in that contract that you can't ski, that you can't snowboard, you know, <laughs> that you can't jet ski. So what Ben Roethlisberger, it happened to him, right? When he was on a motorcycle and yep. it stinks. It's got the same vibe as, even though it's not, not the same, um, Kiko Alonso. That was a weightlifting injury though, wasn't it? When he tore his ACL before the season or was that, that was practice stuff in training camp. I can't remember. I have no idea, but I remember getting Shady McCoy. That's my existence of Kiko Alonso in my head. yeah so we've we only talked two weeks ago but since then deandre hopkins is signed with the titans uh yeah you know whatever i'm actually a friend of mine has tickets to titans training camp so i might go uh cool watch him take some reps unfortunately won't be in a bill's uniform where do they Um, hold titans training camp that's a good question. I don't know if it's at the stadium. Nashville is actually building a new stadium that looks pretty darn nice, and they're going to get it done way quicker than the uh, the Bill <laughs> Stadium, unfortunately. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be checking that out. I'll let you know how that goes. We had Stefan Diggs speaking to the media today. I mean, yeah. we could have a whole episode on that. I don't want to get back into that again. I think that that matter is pretty much closed and done. He said what we all, pretty much what we all thought, you know, they just, 
he called it a family discussion, right? And he said all the right things. I think uh, you got this look on your face. Tell me what you're thinking. They're just so funny because it's like you get families and they say that they don't want to air their dirty laundry in public. But like the dirty laundry for some families is like, you know, dad's cheating on mom and they're getting divorced, but we're not going to tell the kids. And then dirty laundry for another family. It's like, you know, Susie ate Justin's snacks out of the pantry and they're fighting about that. And then you get... So oh, which one is which one is this? I is don't know. This, I don't know. Is this man. snacks in the pantry, or did uh, you know? Is there something there? It's fo- it's so funny, just because everybody's family's different. I mean, I I don't know. I know that if they're brothers, like they say that they will, and brothers are brothers, right? I'm sure. I mean, I have a sister who knocked my two front teeth out, so I don't know what kind of fights those brothers get in, but I'm sure it was intense and. I like what he said. I I like what he said. I would love to know. Maybe we'll find out in years from now, but I want to know. Air your dirty laundry out, Steph. Let us all know. I I did like how he dismissed the speculation that he didn't like his role in the offense. He's like... Dude, I'm I'm a, I'm a wide receiver. I don't I don't call the offense. Why would I want anything to do with that? It's it's a stark reminder of okay, training camp is here. This is a non-storyline. We're thinking about yeah. other things going forward. Well, you get what so. you make out of it too. It's like he's not giving us anything, but now he is. So we are left to follow our own breadcrumbs, and he could fix all of it. So could Josh. You just sit down and you say, "This is what happened. It's done now. We're family." Yada, yada. Instead, it's like, well, we're not going to air our dirty laundry. So something did happen. And, you know, that's just that's just how it is. It's how it is sometimes. Yeah, yeah he wants so. to keep it in-house, he said, right? Yeah. Which, I don't know. I don't, I don't blame him for it. it. If he said something, it'd become an even bigger story. So I feel like at least. That's true. They would bring it all back. And I'm sure that's exactly what McDermott would want, right? No, that's not what he wants. He doesn't <laughs> want these guys talking about it anymore than he has to. So... Yeah, I think they're happy to be at camp and to move on. Um, yeah, Sean McDermott spoke to the media too as well. Not like a ton to take away from that press conference. I mean, I don't want to say it's just coach speak, but it kind of feels like that sometimes. Von Miller spoke as well. The man who we can never believe what he says. He's on the pup list along with Tyler Medikevich and Jordan Phillips. So definitely want to watch those going forward. Probably, you know, Jordan Phillips, especially, you know, we're really excited about him returning. So pup list is what? Four, first four weeks of the season. Let's find it. Just physically unable to perform at the start of camp. Players can be moved off the pub list to the active roster at any time prior to the start of the regular season. Even after one practice, a player cannot be placed on the pub list. However, once he has taken the field for a practice or game, a player who finishes the preseason still on the pub list can then be moved to the reserve pub list. Such players must sit out the first four weeks of the regular season. And at that point, they have a five week window they can come back. So I'm looking at the first four games. It's Jets, Raiders, Commanders, Dolphins. So, I mean, you want him against Aaron Rodgers and, and Tua Tagovailoa, obviously, but I'm not worried about Jimmy Garoppolo or I, the I Washington feel, I feel team. very I feel very strongly about this. I don't mean to cut you off there. That's like okay. Regardless of who those four games are, I know every... Every game is important in the NFL. You can't take anything for granted. But look how much they missed him last year down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, among other things. I don't know. If it really came down to, I mean, haven't missed the first eight games of the season. I, I you know I don't care. I just want him in the playoffs. And the more you can do to guarantee that, the more on board with that I am. Mm-hmm. I you think know? you I think the best time 
you know, let him sit. Greg Rousseau is going to be thrusted into the spotlight. You have Leonard Floyd and Oliver coming on his fresh new contract. Let these guys earn their stripes. You know what this also does? This also provides one extra roster spot for Boogie Basham to stay yeah. with the team. And you don't have to decide prematurely what you want to do with him. Give him some, you know, some more in-season reps. He was looking a little bit better down the stretch of last season. The last thing you want to do is go trade him for a seventh round pick and then watch him do the Wyatt Teller thing. And I don't think it would be that drastic or anything like that, but you never know. You never know. Some of these players are late bloomers. It's the last spot in the D end rotation. What can you, what can you get from him? I don't think that the bills would be doomed if they didn't have Von Miller for the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah. That, that Wyatt Teller situation is just like, once in a lifetime to drop a sixth round guard to have him be the best guard in the NFL after yeah. getting some playing time in Buffalo, who would have known, right? Yeah. Who knows? Nobody knows, but I would like to have Vaughn back for the stretch of games. Maybe it's like Bengals, Broncos, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. So that yeah, November, you know, November 5th, maybe October 22nd, like the Patriots play for the first time. And then they go to the Bucks. It's kind of a softball game. It's Thursday night football. So maybe you go Thursday, October 26th, and then he gets that long break to play the Bengals. So maybe that's a good good time to come back. And, you know, he misses a few games, but comes back sharp because I, I don't care if he doesn't play the whole regular season. Like, I give it. Just give make sure he plays. Like, well, like, would you rather he play the first eight games or the last, I don't know, however many games, nine plus playoffs? I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I, I want him in the latter half of the season, no matter what. And if he's well-rested, even better. He's not somebody, he's not a young guy who you're worried about losing a step and you want them to hit their stride down the season. Like the first game that Von Miller comes back, think about how he played in the Rams game. You think about players being quote-unquote rusty after not playing for six months. Hall of Fame players aren't rusty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Von Miller's not going to be rusty. He can, if he's in shape and ready to go, then he will be ready eight weeks down the road, probably more ready than he would be if you plugged him in now, you know, cause as, as good as he feels, I mean, he's an eternal optimist. You know, we've, we've seen that in multiple ways, whether it be thinking that they're going to sign Odell Beckham, thinking that they're <laughs> going to sign Deandre, thinking that he's going to be back for the first week of the season, a real optimistic guy, just let him rest, let him hype up his teammates in the meantime, and then get back on the field, you know, week nine, whatever. So, I got a little segment put together here. Wait, I don't know even know what to call this. You get over under, true or false, dis or dat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've just basically got some uh, some statements here, and I want to get your opinion on it. You know, maybe we'll get some hot takes out of it because we're going to do some hot takes later in the episode. But uh, I want to I want to see what you think about this stuff. So anyway, let's see, this is kind of an over under question. The Bills' defense will give up more or less yards this year compared to last. More because their schedule is way harder, and the quarterbacks that they play are vicious this year i feel like the we've mcdermott's kind of gotten i don't want to say lucky but he if you look at the past few years you know maybe maybe not the past couple years but when he first got came into the league i remember we had a stretch where it was just like terrible quarterbacks coming to town like we got duck hodgins right yeah like two years ago 2020 there was there was a lot of uh, I guess 2020-21 season yeah there was a lot of softball quarterbacks on that schedule a lot of rookies yeah not so, so much I, last year, and I, th- I don't think they even are slated to face a single rookie quarterback this season, right? I can tell you right now who's got a rookie. No, 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 no. Well, no. Whoever's playing for the Bucks, Right. And Tua's a rookie. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like Tua. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I think it's going to be more, but I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. It's going to come down to how the defense gels, right? Secondaries back together, better quarterbacks, you know, lost the number one coverage linebacker. So I'm expecting the yards to go up. I, I would be shocked if we allowed less yards. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think it'd be more even if they had the same schedule as last yeah. year. Uh, next question. Bill's offense will gain more or less yards this season compared to last. Definitely more. Having the extra weapons in Sherfield and Hardy are going to be big time. Kincaid, the more I read about Kincaid, the more people are high on him right now. I still... History is undefeated. I don't care what anybody says ever. It's like father time's undefeated. History's undefeated. Rookie tight ends don't perform well. So... Maybe he's a unicorn that gets a few hundred yards more than average as a rookie, but I don't think he's going to light it up. I think the addition will come through James Cook getting the ball more, better screen passes, better play design, Sherfield, Hardy, Davis not dropping so many, maybe because he doesn't run so many deep routes. So I think they'll go higher, but it just might look a little different. I am... a hundred percent on board with better screen game. I have lost hope for it at this point, having watched the last five years of Buffalo Bills football. But the fact that it's can... even discussed is a, is kind of a joke because we just like right. It's never I mean, that's, I mean, I feel like we said that every single training camp going yeah. into a season. Like, oh, the screen game will probably be better. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, we can we can hope. So, on the topic of Kincaid, I'm going to skip ahead to one of my other questions on here since we were talking about him. All right, who will have more receiving yards this year, Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid? I think it's Dawson Knox only because do you remember last year somebody said something to him? It was another player on another team was like, oh, Buffalo's finally using you and you're producing. And the way to take some shoulder off of digs. Okay, this is a double edged sword. If Dawson Knox comes out and drops three passes in the first game, he might not get a pass the rest of the season. But I still think Knox is going to outperform Kincaid. He's a veteran, $11 million a year player. Offense has to get him involved some way, shape or form. He's a big, big guy. Let him catch the ball, throw him the ball a little bit, make him a primary target, take advantage of these mismatched linebackers. You're going to have good corners in this division, right? Jalen Ramsey, the guy, the rookie in New England, take advantage of some of the linebacker play. You're going to have to find a different way to beat these teams, I think, because they're adapted to you. So now you have to now you have to find your change up. And I think the tight ends will be the Bills change up this year. I like it. It all goes back to whether you think Dawson Knox having a down year last year in yards and targets and pretty much, you know, all statistics is due to Ken Dorsey, whether it was by design or whether it was just, you know, a result of what was happening on the field, how teams were scheming, because that awesome year that he had just wasn't replicated the the next year after the cut. It, it felt like we got to mid season where before he was even getting three targets a game. You know, and it, it kind of ramped up at the end. So yeah. I, I don't know if that was on purpose. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the hot take here. I think Dalton Kincaid has more yards at the end okay. of the season just because Cole Beasley isn't there, right? Yeah. Isaiah McKenzie isn't there. I think that he absorbs more of those targets rather than like the quote unquote tight end targets, if that makes sense, because he's yeah. going to be in the slot quite a bit more. Well, do you remember we did that math that was like, there's like, what, what did we say? 60 targets or 60 receptions oh, and 80 than, targets yeah, available. Yeah to be vacated yeah so but i really think actually i really think surefield is gonna play great for us i really like surefield and hardy the more that i read about them the more that i watch them i think they're gonna pick up the slack so but it's dorsey i really think it's dorsey's fault you you 
if I have, if I'm a coach and I have two really good players on my basketball team and I'm not running my offense through them, it's my fault. You know, if they are just playing street ball and averaging 13 points a game, you know, I'm not doing my job. I need to implement an offense that uses my talent and then it should boost their numbers as it should for Knox and Singleton or not Singletary, as it should for <laughs> Knox and Kincaid. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Bill's offense will rush for more or less yards this year. More. James Cook, baby. He's cooking. I don't know what he's cooking. He's cooking <laughs> dinner. I don't know. Cooking dinner for his brother who's not on a team this year. True. But true. I think it'll be more. You have to have more. Yeah. I, I would think so. The only thing that I would caveat that with is like maybe Josh has less. Maybe. But I maybe. think that James Cook, the, the, the amount that they should rush more... And I think that it's it's not even just giving James Cook the ball more. I think it's going to be the improved offensive line. I yeah. hope. The I efficiency hope. numbers will be It there. looks better on paper right now. And that's just me drinking the Kool-Aid, but I, I think it'll be more improved this year. All right. Last one. Bills have the third best roster in the AFC. True or false? False. All right. Where you put them? I think Kansas City's got a better roster. I think the Bengals have a better roster. And see, our stars are better than their stars. But Miami might have a better roster. I don't know in the trenches. Their defensive line's outstanding. But the question marks Tua. If Tua's healthy, they they challenged the Bills last year. And when you look around the AFC, who am I missing? I think that's I mean, it's Chiefs, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills is is kind of the accepted hierarchy. Yeah. But I think it's close. I really I think it's way closer than it needs to be. Like I don't think I think maybe Chiefs are up top. Bengals are below the Chiefs by a large amount. And then the Bills are right on the Bengals, but as the Dolphins are on the Bills. And I think Jalen Ramsey's a big addition for them. The running back that they drafted, the Hill, well, this is all if Tyreek Hill plays, right? Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and into a, but like I, I, you're looking around. Tyreek Hill's going to play. I don't, I don't anticipate a suspension for him at, at this point. I was Did, just wishful thinking. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know, though. I think the news report that I didn't read the article or anything like that, but the headline was that he had settled. Uh, the two oh, parties had settled. Money so, talks. There you go. All right. Well, I don't know. When you, when I'm looking around, the Ravens don't have the better weapons. Pittsburgh does not. Cleveland has some weapons, but quarterback question mark. You know, Denver, no. The Chargers have a good roster as well. And the Raiders don't. Um, am, I, am I missing any glaring? I, I don't think teams? so. I mean, the the Jets, you might be able to. Ah. But they're, they're like, they're not better than the Bills until they're better than the Bills, you know? Yeah. But is their but, roster better than the Bills? I don't know. And again, they have a lot of really good young players. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking of players on rookie contracts, then the Jets have the best roster. But yeah. overall think it's i think it's still you know the bills above them i think if the jets add no players between now and next year and you see this year play out and you see these young players develop with this same exact team that they have next year i think they would be better i think they're they would have more talent probably but in this year right now a lot still to see because we still haven't seen aaron Rodgers with you know these receivers with this offense with which is still his offense but anyway all right so what do you think but in, in the division, give me the division. Best roster in the division. Is the, oh, in this it, division? Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course it's it's the Bills. Is but it? not by much. Not okay. by much. Think about holes, right? The Bills have like one question mark, one big question mark, and that's like middle linebacker. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not wide receiver two. It anymore. could be. That, like, yeah, it might be. 
you know, for Gabe Davis. But I think that that wide receiver room overall has improved drastically since last year. I think that Hardy, I love Isaiah McKenzie to death. I'm not trying to slander him, but I think that the people that they're filling those targets with are better players, higher quality players, and more, more dependable. And they bring something different to the table. So even if it's just, you know, one less year of, of tape on how the bills are going to use these guys, I think that's helpful rather than being the same year over year. So where they fit in the conference, I don't know. I think, I think it's actually closer between Kansas city and Cincinnati than you said. I think those two are a little bit closer. I think Cincinnati has sneakily put together a really good roster and is a worse matchup for Kansas city than Buffalo. At least the Patrick Mahomes said that on that quarterback show. And that was a big thing, but I tend to agree with him, unfortunately. But again, it's so hard to judge rosters when the last body of work we saw from this one was when they were exhausted and there was injuries and we didn't have Micah Hyde on the back end. That's a huge piece of a passing defense. And the offense just struggled so badly. I mean, again, number two offense in the league by, but it just looked tough, right? So if they make it look easy, like they did in 2020, the COVID year, then I'm, I'm pretty confident with with how things are going to go this year. Anyway, we got to get a break in here really quick before we get to our last segment. We're going to do some... Uh, we're going to get our hot takes in. We do this every year. And thankfully, we don't really reflect on them at the end of the year. But that's why they're hot takes. You know, we don't have hot takes typically on this show unless Pat's on. And uh, so it's tough. it's tough to land a hot take. But we're going to try to do that after the break. So stick with us. Don't get that word burnt out. Hot takes for 2023. Brandon, you want to kick us off? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> John, kick us off. All right. Fine. I sorry. This we is should have take... rock paper scissors or something. No, nah, it's all right. So I, I went through a little bit of a whirlwind trying to come up with a hot take because all my takes turned out to be mediocre, cold takes. So my official hot take for 2023: Matt Barkley will be on the practice squad. No, I'm just kidding. That's. that's <laughs> I was going to say. I looked at his name and I was like. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. So these are, these are some of the ones that I went through before I get get to my actual hot take. So I was like, okay, hot take. James Cook will lead the NFL in yards per carry. That's a, that's a pretty warm take. If he would have got like what, eight more carries, he would have done it last year. Exactly. That's, that's why it's not super hot. Still think it's a hot take. It's a tough, tough to do that throughout the course of an entire season, especially when you've got two capable running backs behind you on the depth chart as well. My next hot take which turned out to not be that hot of a take. Ike Budker gets released during the roster cutdown and makes it to the practice squad. Looking at that offensive line, you know, the depth chart, I think that he could be the odd man out possibly, but they like him, but he hasn't put enough on tape to get picked up by another team. It's really a lukewarm take. So I'm I'm trying to get a spicy take here. I'm just going to I'm going to throw this out there. Josh Allen throws for 5000 yards. That's my that's my hot take. All He's right. never done it I in his career. I still don't think that's that hot. He's never done it in his career. His okay, career high right, is like, all right, all right. it's it's like 4,500 in the, the, yep. no, the no fan season in 2020. But do you say 
he throws for 5,000. He doesn't combine for 5,000. No, no. Passing yards only. Okay. Okay. That's a nice take. Uh, who's getting them? Are we going to have 2,000 yard receivers this year? Because that was going to be my I, hot take. I was thinking about that. We're going to have 2,000 yard receivers. I, I, I think that there's a lot of guys with six to 800. Okay. And that's Stephon probably Diggs true. Goes, Stephon Diggs goes over 1,000, obviously. But well, again, in my brain, I'll give you the same thing that I just did. I like that. That's a good take. Reasonable, warm, hot. How many tutties? 50? 5,050. Damn, that's a lot of tutties. I'm going to, I'll say, uh, 45. Okay. That's hot. What, what has he been like 37 the last few years? Yeah. I, I, that's been I, the over under has been like 36, yeah, 36 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good number. So my first one, again, I kind of look more at the defense for this than I did at the offense with my Matt Breida hot take last year. It was just really poor. So maybe that was two years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> I um, think that was two years. But Matt Breida was on the Giants last year. So I yeah, think that so was two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, my hot take again, going through the line, 2000 yard receivers. And then I wanted to say, uh, our Osiris Torrance doesn't start. That's not really a hot take to say a rookie's not going to start though. And then I kind of got into the defensive formations and Puna Ford thinking about him going to have a big year, maybe a few sacks from him. But then I got into our new signing Taylor Rapp. And I think my hot take is going to be, he plays the majority of snaps. I think he's going to play over 50% of the snaps for the Buffalo bills. I don't know how hot that is. Is that hot? That's really hot. I would, I would, I would fight you on that actually. I don't know where he goes. We just, we talked about this a little bit before the show. I also, my other one was Kyer Elam uh, makes the pro bowl. I was thinking about okay. that. All right. That's a hot take. I like that. I think both of those are doable. Maybe the, the way that I see it is Taylor Rapp has such a skill set. You could play a defense with Matt Milano, Taylor Rapp, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Trey White, Kyir Elam, and then you load up your front four and you still have a... And who am I missing? Am I missing somebody important? Like you load up your front four. I, I might be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure what you're describing is dime personnel, correct? Where you take the middle yeah. linebacker off the field and you put in a, an extra safety. So you play with Matt Milano as your main linebacker and you have players that can fill the role of linebacker like Jordan Poyer and Taylor Rapp. So they can move up into the box if they have to, if you see a run fit. But I I think the teams that they play are going to be way past heavy offenses. When you look at the quarterbacks that you're going to have, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, I'm not going to say Mac Jones. Um, (laughs) I think we, we talked about it earlier. The defense will probably allow more yards, but you, you have to fill in the void of the number one coverage linebacker. And you might see teams try to slow the game down like the Packers did last year and, and hand the ball off to Aaron Jones a lot. But when you still have studs in the backfield, like Jordan Poyer can play linebacker. And Micah Hyde is not that same player, but he is a lockdown safety in the back end. So you could show looks where Poyer's in the box and then he backs out of the box into coverage. And you could show looks where Taylor Rapp blitzes you could show looks where it's the traditional cover two and Taron Johnson is still on the field, but Taylor Rapp moves, you know, they, they're going to use him, I think in a one linebacker set. And I think they're going to, cause they have too many hybrid players. So I think that, they're going to do it and it's going to look cool. I think it's going to be a good defense. It'll be the wrinkle that Sean McDermott adds by calling the game. I like it. I would only expect to see that in third and long situations. Or any long, like second and obvious passing situations is where that makes sense. Yeah. Because yes, Jordan Poyer could come down into the, to the box and play like a linebacker. 
but that's you can't do that every play and make up for Tremaine Edmonds being gone. Like you're not going to get the same level of of play there. So I like that. That excites me. But I, I'm thinking just like third and long situations. But yeah, yeah that's why it's a hot but, take. So yeah, and I just think the Bills' offense is going to put teams in position that they have to throw the ball on first down and second down and third down. They're going to be airing it out, which is why they'll probably give up more yards. But it's a positive sign, I think. And then. We talked about the success Trey White has had in his career, having this blanket above him. And, you know, he struggled last year without Poyer and Hyde, everybody on the same page. But I think Kyrie Elam's going to benefit from it this year, too, now. He's going to be a product of this secondary, which we've seen happen before. And whoever plays that CB2 role, I think they're going to be successful. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's definitely a, that's, that's a hot take because it's a tough hill to climb to make it into the Pro Bowl, which is, you know, largely a popularity contest when it comes to the fan vote and stuff like that. And, you know, for a CB2 on his team, that would be, that would be quite remarkable. But I think that having high expectations for him as a player isn't hot at all. So like that's, you know, he played really well, even in the last game of the season against the Bengals. Like he was one of the few players on defense that didn't look like they were running around with their head cut off. So all signs are encouraging. And I think that the reason why he wasn't on the field early last year was because of his practice habits or they wanted to see something more from him. That's the only thing that we've kind of been told or heard that might have been the reason why it was Christian Benford out there week one, you know, and not yeah. him. So I like it. I like it. Cool. But I hope um, they happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Josh Allen thrown for 5,000 yards would be amazing. A lot of fun games to watch in that stretch. That doesn't just happen. You got to average like 320 a game, I think, right? That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Let's let's do the math. 5,000 divided by 17. Yeah. 294 per game. That's that's doable. That's doable. That's doable. He could do it. But he's never done it before in his career, so... 300 yards is a lot to pass for. I mean, yeah. there was a stretch in 2020 where it felt like he was doing that almost every game, but there was a stretch it, for 17 years and it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, before we finish up the episode, just some housekeeping stuff. We're going to do the fantasy football league again this yes. year. So keep an eye out for stuff like that on our socials. We'll give you uh, links to sign up. If you want to join us, if you haven't done it yet last year and those who did it last year with us, if you want to return and do it again, uh, you are welcome to. We had so much fun. So we'll have to do some fun stuff on the show revolving that draft. So uh, hashtag remind Pat to set his lineup time is, uh, is <laughs> just, upon a, us. just around the corner. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, you guys know where to find us on pretty much all socials now. I can't even keep up with it. Thank you, social media manager, Brandon. But we're at Not Buff Podcast on all of these platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Tinder, whatever you want. Just search <laughs> Not Buff Podcast. And uh, you can check out our <laughs> stuff. We got some, uh, got some short videos on there. Had a hater can... the other day. I was mad. <laughs> oh, I play Brandon. sports. I play more sports Brando, than he does. Uh, Brando, Brando, believe me, there is much more terrible comments coming. Like that is, I have learned that you know when you put yourself out there online, you just gotta be prepared for I, for some keyboard <laughs> keyboard warrior. I knew it. As <laughs> making soon as... fun of Brandon's golf swing. Come on, guys. Yeah. Brandon well, beat me by 17 strokes. I shot by a 39. So, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. That's funny. I'm skinny. That's all right. I don't look like an athlete. And then, then I am. Kind of. Try to be. That's all right, dude. Whatever. You shot, you shot better than I did. So he commented on our video, so it's a win for us. There you go. More so, engagement. Yeah. All engagement is good engagement. Yeah. Something like that. Tell me I'm ugly. <laughs> that's fine. 
All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.